0: Let's, uh, let's get hyped. Is, is that how I should do it for the, for the Fordham week? I mean, I, I got accused last time of blowing out eardrums and, and shocking people with the volume level. And obviously, game didn't go that well. And here in Nebraska is playing one of New York City's finest teams. I feel like that's a sufficient way to start this podcast. I, of course, am Mike Schaefer. Joined by... Brian Christopherson, Michael Brunts of Husker 24-7, and this week's special guest on the Husker Hypecast making his debut, Jake Sorensen from 93.7 The Ticket, also a co-host of Early Break. Jake, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to make my maiden voyage here with you guys.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, this is, we've been told in the industry that this is Nebraska Media's favorite appearance to make on any of their many opportunities. Uh, we're an award-winning podcast. I'm not sure which award we've won, but I know of it to be true. All right, so here's how we do it. We're going to run through offense, defense, and then we'll dive into some specific, oddly specific predictions, uh, pick-to-click, and a score prediction for the upcoming game against Florida. All right, we'll start on the offensive side of the ball, and we'll start with Brian Christofferson. Uh-oh. Brian, what two-part question here? What did you see from the limited reps we actually saw of Nebraska's running backs, and what do you anticipate in a follow-up performance against Fordham on Saturday?
2: Uh, I think they're as much a mystery as they were a week ago. To be honest, I mean, uh, it's a cool storyline that Gabe Urban was the first true freshman to start at running back in Husker history, and that's notable. I like. You know, I like how he scooted on that one, you know, 11-yard run at, from their shadow of their own goal line, but that was about to, the gist of it for him. Um, I think he was held to 33 yards. Uh, they only carried the ball, was it 19 times, 19 I think, combined? The running, running back. And and Adrian ran it 17 times, so a lot of those were scrambles. Uh, so I, I just want to see that number, like, double or more. Uh, you know, I want to see a, a running – when you look at the running back uh, attempt totals and you see it, you know, 40 or something like that uh, between everybody. And I'd love to see uh, Savion Morrison, who we heard all about in the camp, uh, get some, some run as the third guy, you know, and, and come off the bench and and get some things done. So this is a game where if somebody doesn't go over a hundred uh, you're going to be disappointed. Let's just be honest. You're going against the FCS school. The o line needs to, to, just control this game from the start and show that they're way better than they looked the first week.
0: brunts a lot was made in the off season, particularly early in fall camp about the growth from Xavier Betts and that he wanted to be great, that he wanted to be involved with Nebraska football. And then of course we only saw him on a couple kick returns before he basically set out the rest of the Illinois game. What do we know about Xavier Betts' status for the Fordham game and, and, is this an opportunity for someone like that to, to get some real run at wide receiver because outside of the Purdue game last year, it didn't really feel like he got a lot of reps at that position uh, in the same contest.
3: Yeah. Matt Lubick today said, or not, not today, I guess, but this week said that,
0: Oh, uh, no, people can see behind the podcast. Man. I know,
3: this is how the, you, so dare you, you. behind the curtain. Um, they, they need Xavier Betts to, to be out there. Matt Lubick said that they're, they need to rotate more guys at wide receiver. I, Xavier Betts is one that I would like to see. Um, Will Nixon didn't make the trip to Illinois, which was a bit of a surprise uh, to me. I would like to see him out there. And you know th- This is the kind of game where you would like to see guys running wide open. You'd like to see guys creating space, maybe a deep ball or two, um, some kind of semblance of passing rhythm would be a good thing to see um, for, for Nebraska this week. And, and, and I, I think it is an important game for getting those guys involved and, and kind of making them feel like they're part of it. I mean, it, they, they really didn't play a ton of wide receivers on Saturday against Illinois. This feels like a, uh, an opportunity to maybe widen the circle and bring more guys in.
0: All right, let's go to Jake Sorensen here. Jake, which of these two, the offensive line or Adrian Martinez, needs to build some confidence this week against Fordham Moore?
1: Well, the answer is both, <clears throat> but in terms of Moore,
0: uh, I'd say offensive line. I, I mean,
1: you can go either way. You could you can either one of those you know options is correct, but for the offensive line, they they need to. Establish, you know, a potential running game. I I didn't think they were always terrible in pass protection. On Saturday, they certainly had their lapses where they were not very good, as we saw uh, things break down. But with 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 the as you guys said, 19 carries for the running backs. Not much there. you had a couple. You one run for, Gabe Irvin was nice. Marquis Step had a you know the nice touchdown run. But other than that, just nothing really going on the ground. So this offensive line came into the season with high expectations. They didn't perform at a high level on Saturday. So I would say, although Adrian is certainly a very viable answer to that question. Um, I, I think offensive line needs to establish something early on, find a way to open up holes, not just for Martinez and running, but you, you got to get Irvin some confidence and steps some confidence. Um, and I think that they're important off the bat to, to establish that they're, Tougher and bigger than Fordham, which they should be, and they are.
0: Switching over to defense, Bruns, it was just one game, but is it possible that we could be looking at a potential breakout season for one feldarius Payne, who provided quite a bit of pass rush on his own on Saturday against the Illini in the first half?
3: Feels that way. I mean, I, I, I was early on was impressed with the energy from the defense and the outside linebackers. In, in getting after the quarterback Garrett Nelson, certainly um, part of that group as well. This feels like a game where they should be able to, you know, have more sacks, not only just from, from guys, you know, coming around the outside, but just collapsing the pocket. I mean, it, you know, Ben Stille, Darian Dan, or Damian Daniels, I, I think are set up for, for big days with just kind of pushing the the interior line back. So I, I have liked what I've seen from, Feldarius Payne with the full off season and, 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 you know, just getting more comfortable in the defense. I think, I think he's at the right position now. um, You know, whereas he was kind of looked at more as a inline type guy before.
0: All right, Sorensen, what do you want to see from the defense in this, in this game? Obviously this is a unit that we have high expectations for, and this is a game with Fordham where you don't anticipate the visitors coming in here and throwing the ball all over the yard or anything like that. So what do you want to see from Nebraska's defense on Saturday? Well,
1: I, I think it's you know, the conversation this whole offseason has been, it's important for Nebraska to start winning the turnover battle and it, you can get off to a good start here. You're even right now at the Illinois game, but if you can, if you can get four, you know, four interceptions, you know, just four first tor- uh, turnovers with fumbles or picks, I think that's important. Even though it's a lesser opponent, to establish so that you can do that um, and make sure that's uh, still a part of your plan for the defense. But I mean, you don't want to have them score more than a couple touchdowns. I'd, I'd hope you keep it below twenty points, and as the maximum of anything, I'd, I'd say ten to fourteen is probably acceptable as long as you score. Enough offensively, but I, I think it, it comes down to uh, continuing what you did in the first quarter against Illinois, getting in the backfield. I mean, Nebraska was stuff on the run early on pretty easily against Illinois. They're in the backfield, and you mentioned Feldarius Payne was there at Garrett Nelson as well. Um, it's continuing that, but you really have to see that for more than just a quarter. Can, can you see the defense play a strong? three quarters or four quarters and not have that lapse and get bored when things are out of hand can you know you got to have to start you got to see a team that really wants to dominate an opponent because we haven't seen that very often in the frost era so I just say um, hard play start to finish but also really emphasize turnovers and getting the ball back um, because you got to set a tone for the season for what's been a rough start through one game
0: BC, should there be any concern that Nebraska defensive backs allowed such a high percentage of completions on Saturday against Illinois and no pass breakups? The only pass breakup in the game came from a defensive lineman.
2: Yeah, mild concern. Um, I think that's supposed to be a strength of this team, we all thought, coming in. And I thought they had a disappointing game. Uh, You know, one of your captains had a tough day uh, besides the special teams, you know, Cam even got beat a couple times. Uh, Quinton Newsome made some tackles and got, got his, but you know, Illinois wanted to run at Quinton, you know, so and teams are going to keep wanting to prove, uh, you know, h- have him prove that he's good in space and can tackle in space and all that stuff. Uh, so I thought it was a pretty average to below average game for, the, for the secondary, uh, in week one and th- they need to be, uh, they need to be a, a B grade or higher the rest of the season because that's what they were expected to be. And they've got veterans all over there. So I mean that yes, they, they need to be a lot better.
0: All right. It is oddly specific prediction time. No one hit theirs last week. Bruns came close, 66% on touchbacks from Brendan Frankie on the, the kickoffs. Bruns with with that, do you do you want to go first? Because you were you were so close last time. You ready to roll?
3: I'll take the T box. I will say that Xavier Betts and Sevion Morrison will both score touchdowns on Saturday. Whoa! They I can't
0: think, even get into the game.
3: I know. Um, what are you
0: talking about? They have to buy tickets. Sevion
3: Morrison That's how they can
0: get to the game.
3: Sevion Morrison is going to run one in from twenty-five yards, and I think that Xavier Betts is going to hit a deep ball. For somewhere between 45 and 55 yard touchdown. That's that's where I'm uh, I'm going with it. All
0: right, I will go with a uh, a very odd second half touchdown from Ramir Johnson will represent the longest play from the line of scrimmage in the game. He will have a 64 yard touchdown run. Hmm. Ramir Johnson, 64 yard touchdown run against Fordham. He scores against the school of which resided in his city. BC.
2: Um, I think Cam Taylor Britt will take one to the house as a punt returner from fifty-nine yards.
0: Will he throw it to himself to get there?
2: <laughs> no. That's snarky, snarky. I okay, but I I I think this reminds me of when uh, Nebraska's special teams was sort of a mess. Um, a few years ago but JD Spielman against Bethune Cookman sort of ran around you know like it was like he was a, playing in Pop Warner and scored a, a touchdown I think there will be a play, play like that on special teams because there often is in these type of games where you're like oh okay I see I see the talent gap right there on the snapshot of a play and uh, it's it's a different ball game so yeah I'll say he takes one of the house 59 All right. yards. Uh, maybe boost his confidence.
0: Sorensen, you understand the uh... – I got it,
1: yeah. I think you're going to see a big man interception from the defensive line. You saw Damian Daniels get a paw on one this week. You saw and his brother, a couple years ago, gets Purdue, almost score on one. I'm going to say big man interception, defensive line. Let's go with um, Ty Robinson gets a pick and gets about 10, 10 yards or so on the return. Not just going to score, but 10-yard return on a big-man interception.
0: Generally, we don't comment on the appearances of players much, but Ty Robinson without hair was very jarring for me. I, I don't know how it was for you guys on Monday.
3: It was uh, – yeah. Well, he, he he posted it on social media before – I think before the game, and it was uh, it was striking.
0: Yeah, I didn't know who he was at first. I was like, who is this guy? Like – what what walk-on offensive lineman was brought up here and why? And then, you know, closer look, realized who it was, and kind of just threw me off the rest of the day. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Let's uh let's go to pick to click. We'll go in reverse order of what we did. and who's gonna have a big game on Saturday? Uh I think that you look at a guy in offense, I mean they gotta get things rolling. I, I will say
1: I think we, we wanted to see more. He didn't score a touchdown in the opening game, but I think the wants to get Marquis step the ball more. He had the wheel routes, sc- uh, you know, 30 yard gain there. only a three carries the ball game. I think that wasn't enough. Uh, I think they want to establish the run game and, and get that going with that offensive line. So I will say, although he did not start the opening game, Marquis step has the big game. He's my pick to click. BC. Uh,
2: Samori Toure. uh, Oliver Martin kind of was a star receiver the first week. I I still think Toure might – that's going to be a good back and forth, I think, for the receiving lead this year. And, obviously, he's an important part of it. This would be a good week to get him rolling with Adrian a little bit where he gets some chemistry and he has like a, you know, a 95-yard day and no one – you know, a touchdown, I'll say.
0: All right, I'm going to go Felderius Payne. Continues his, uh, his sack barrage this time he gets – a couple at the hands of Fordham and let's say even forces a turnover while doing so. So Fodarius Payne, I think he will have, uh, I think he'll have a good season. I really liked what I saw on Saturday uh, and, and I think he does it again against Fordham. Brunts to finish up picks to click.
3: Gabe Irvin, he's going to be on the bench by the start of the third quarter, but I think he has a good first half and I think leads the way for Nebraska's running backs.
0: That's great because Ramirez Johnson needs that uh, 64-yard run in the third quarter.
3: He needs lots of time. Savion Morrison also getting in the second-half action as well.
0: So that'll be fun to watch. All right, score prediction, gentlemen. I haven't thought about this before this current second. And so because of that, I am going to say Nebraska 44, Fordham 12. Okay. You want okay. me to go? Yeah, uh, whoever wants it, just jump in there. I'll say uh, 44-12, you go for it.
2: Yeah, I think along those lines, I mean, you brought Fordham in to be a name your score game. That's why this thing is. So I I don't want to be disrespectful, but that's the objective for Nebraska. And frankly, if they don't accomplish it, it's very worrisome. So I'll say Nebraska 48 to 14. I think they actually might have a firmer grip on it than even that score suggests, but it's going to be one of those where they're way up, and then we see like each team score a touchdown in the fourth quarter, and it's you're you, you kind of want to go to bed after it.
3: Go ahead, Jake.
1: <laughs> um, closer than you want it to be, but still comfortable win. I'd say Nebraska. 38-17, I just I have a lot of concerns about this team in general, um, about their ability to blow out a team. Haven't seen it for a long time. So even though it's a bad squad coming in, I think a 21-point win is not what you want, but at least it's not a 7-point win. 38-17, Nebraska.
3: We've got 41-10, Nebraska. No cover, but a comfortable win.
0: Wait, what's the line?
3: Uh, I, I saw it in some very sketchy looking places, uh, for around 41 and that had come down a little bit.
0: So much of where you spend your time on the internet can be <laughs> described as sketchy looking places. So I believe this, I, I, I believe this and I believe you.
3: It was the kind of place where I would probably not want to enter a credit card number. I think that's probably fair to say. <laughs> Excellent.
0: All right. Well, Husker 24 7 we'll have all the coverage of the game on Saturday. People should be sure to check that out. Sorensen, we appreciate it. We hope the debut went well and that you you would like to join us again in subsequent seasons. We'll see how you stack up against everyone else with this. And we'll be back with more content on the Husker 24-7 podcast channel sometime soon.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.